You are listening to a message recorded at Living Hope Church in Southwick, Massachusetts. We hope you find encouragement through God's Word today. Well, we're glad you joined us today. We have uh, two special guests that are with us, and it's always a wonderful thing when things kind of line up in such a way that blesses you. We've had the privilege of having two of our folks that were members of this church, still are members of this church, that have gone on to missions work, come back and minister to us and with us, and to do it back-to-back is kind of cool. Last week we had Diane Westcott with us, and today we're privileged to have with us uh, two uh, folks who have been part of Living Hope Church. Pastor Tom's been on staff helping us in years past. Uh, he's from this church originally before God called him as a missionary to the Czech Republic. There he met his w- lovely wife, Arena, and they've been ministering on and off for his, how many years has it been that you've been in uh, ministry? I want to say it's like 20-something years, right? 24 together. So praise God for 24 years of faithfulness. Yeah. And they're longtime members of this church, you know, former residents of East Heartland, but they've uh, uh, been ministering in different parts of the world, and God's been using them powerfully. And one thing you'll know about Tom and Arena, they come as a pair. So they always minister together. So will you welcome Tom and Arena home as they minister to us in the Word of God? Thank you. I'm going to go first, and then Arena's going to bring it up and bring it all together at the end. She's been preaching a lot more than usual, excuse me, in the Czech Republic, which is something I've enjoyed. Um, So you'll get to hear Let's pray. Lord, we want just what you have for us. We want the truth. We want it in love. We want it to give it and share it in kindness. Lord, we want it to change our lives and change the lives of those around us. Lord, we want to be your, your children in a true sense of the word. We want you to be proud of us, Lord, that the things that we do glorify you and magnify you. Help me, help Irena, help each one of us here this morning to receive the word, apply it, let it change our lives for your glory and in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, it's... I thought I was in the wrong um, church with our new carpet and everything. (laughs) That's a long wait, I know. Um, I'm going to, you probably want to know a little bit about what's been going on in the Czech Republic. Um, So I'll, as soon as I open this. Hold on. You ready? Uh, Am I ready? So, um, we're pretty far away from the, the war in Ukraine, um, and so we're, we're quite safe. It's, it takes us about six hours to get there. And um, remember Mark Bruner came and plays the trumpet? Uh, he goes there uh, three or four times a week and picks up people from the border and takes them further into Slovakia. Slovakia used to be Czechoslovakia, so Slovakia is right against Ukraine, and we're next to Slovakia. Um, so he goes there and picks them up and sends them to wherever they need to go. A lot of them are not staying with us. They're, they're going on to Germany or France or England or some other place uh, where there's more opportunity. Uh, we're safe. We where we are. And we're both doing a lot of different things. Arena works with the ladies. It's, it's strange. She'll be on the phone at uh, 2, 3 in the morning. Uh, that's about the bedtime for uh, Gary. And, and <laughs> but uh, not, not normally our bedtime. And they're, um, she's talking with them and counseling them night after night there's probably, what, eight or ten of them that, you're, that are regulars. And I work with the men, and, uh, which is the way it should be. And 
uh, I, God's given me a heart for the homeless or those that are chosen to be homeless in some cases. Uh, and it's, I don't like their lifestyle. I, I used to live it. I, I used to be one of them. I, I spent the better part of a year uh, in a shelter. And uh, so I know that lifestyle and I'm, I'm happy that it's in my vague past. Uh, so I don't like what they're doing, but God sure has given me a love. Real love. See, God doesn't want to, us to look at each other in the natural and say, I know what they said. I, I know what I see, and I don't like it. Well, you might not like it, but God's going to send you to those people that you don't like and going to give you a heart for them that you, didn't, you don't have in the natural. God does that. And we're not to, we're not to judge each other in the, in, the, in the flesh. We do it all the time. I preach about it, and then I go out and do it. So I'm good at it. But it's not right. God has, has given us uh, uh, the Holy Spirit. Don't waste him. This is, this is Pentecost Sunday. You were going to be talking about it later, Pastor? Or can I? <laughs> I don't want to steal your thunder. Um, no, I, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. We have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is so much more than tongues. I, I've often said that when Irene and I got married 24 and a half years ago, uh, I, I told her that I loved her. and She told me the same. Well, we had done it. It was the first thing we learned to say. We had done it hundreds and hundreds of times, and we had kissed each other probably thousands of times. And yet at the day that we were to to get married, it wasn't an option. If I didn't say, honey, I love you, I wouldn't be married. If, if I was oh, too shy, I can't kiss you. Huh. You know, if, if, you know, she doesn't want that kind of a husband. And, and so God is, God's Holy Spirit is much more than the kiss and the, the uh, I love you. It's much more than the tongues. It's, it's wisdom. It's understanding. It says in Revelation that there's seven spirits of God. Now, there's only one Holy Spirit, but he manifests himself as wisdom and righteousness, sanctification. Is it wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, uh, fear, and uh, knowledge of, of and, and the knowledge. And so God is so much more than just what, than tongues. So sometimes when people get baptized in the Holy Spirit, there's, there's big pressure on them, you know. Oh, I, I, I better speak some strange language otherwise. No, God is much bigger than that. And God doesn't make you do anything. It's like some people say, well, I'm going to wait till the Holy Spirit just bubbles up in me and I'm going to. I'm going to pray in the spirit, and, and God's going to do it all, and I just sit back and blah, blah, and let him do it. No. He's given us free choice. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to say anything. And if you do say something, it's your voice. You're just not, God is, is making it, God's giving it the power. God's giving it the power. You're not giving it the power. I remember when I first started praying in tongues, I, you know, I, it was really intellectual. It was really deep. Dada. Dada. For years. Can you imagine that? Dada. Dada. I could do it fast. I could do it slow. But it was still dada. <laughs> you know? It was. And, and everybody else was really getting into interesting stuff. And here's me with dadas. And, and, but that's all, that, you know, God, I trusted that it was God. In fact, I knew it was God because when I, 
I prayed for people they got healed. Not, not because of me, but because of my faith in God that he would be the healer. I could even pray for dogs and they'd get healed. So I, I knew there was power and I knew that I had a new revelation in the, in the word of God when I studied. Uh, revelation came deeper than I ever could imagine. So I knew there was a direct correlation with receiving the Holy Spirit and, and my, the depth of understanding that I would have in the, in the word of God. So I, I'm going to be all over the place this morning. I can feel it. So you just get ready. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I do know that we're going to pray for you. And, and if it's if, until midnight, is some, you know, we'll do it. But uh, don't go home without it, so to speak. You know, we're, we're here to, to serve you, and we'd love to pray for you. And if you feel led <coughs> uh, to receive the Holy Spirit, understand when you ask Jesus to come into your heart, you're receiving the Holy Spirit. It's not like, oh, now I, I don't have the Holy Spirit, now I do. No, you, you, when you receive Jesus, you receive the the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And, but he, there's a depth to it uh, that it's, it's like getting saved. You know, what's it feel like to get saved? I don't know how to explain it, but it, you know you're saved, right? You know, what's it feel like to be forgiven by God? I don't know. I just know I'm forgiven. Well, the same thing is true with, with the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, uh, and I encourage, I, some people don't do this, but when I'm praying with somebody, I, I pray in the Spirit alongside them j just to kind of give them encouragement. Some people feel that's, you shouldn't do that. Well, okay, don't do that. But uh, I, I just feel it's good to encourage people. Uh, and whatever comes out, it might sound really, really bizarre, but, you know, the Holy Spirit does strange things. I, I remember when we were in the Czech Republic, which we are, half, half of our married life has been there. Uh, we had a, uh, there was a town that Irena grew up in that was just really rough. They were tough, tough, tough people. Nobody got saved, but even the Catholic church, there was like four little old ladies there. And, and nobody, yeah. And uh, we were, we were having an outreach. And uh, this outreach was for, get people to open up to the Lord. And uh, Mark was going to come all the way up from Slovakia, four hours with a t youth team to do a play and drama and, and worship and everything. And he got stuck in the snow. We didn't know that. And here it is, 8 o'clock, no, nobody's there. And so the, the youth team played worship till 9, nobody's there, till 10, nobody's there. And I said, well... Then a bunch of wild kids came into the meeting. I thought, oh, we're going to lose control. <laughs> this is crazy. And uh, so I, I'm going to go up on the stage and save the day. Well, I have no idea what, what you say. <laughs> it's 10 o'clock. You know, I, I can't play the trumpet. And uh, So I get up there, and I go to the edge of the stage. I couldn't say anything. I was just totally quiet. And I thought, well, after a few minutes of this, the wild kids are going to really take advantage. They didn't say anything either. There was just a holy hush that came over that crowd. And I didn't say a word. It was the best preaching I've ever done. <laughs> it was, it was, it, you know, it was good. It was really good. I didn't say anything. And, and, you know, even the mayor got saved that night. You see, so Holy Spirit does stuff like that. And you say, well, it's not in the book, you know. I, never, you know, I didn't see it in, I didn't learn that in Bible school. That's, that's something that the Holy Spirit teaches. And, and so, if, time's short. Short, crazy things are happening. Things that never should have happened are happening. And it might not get better anytime soon. Sorry. God's 
using you guys, us. We're not qualified. We don't know enough. We're, we're just simple people. But God's going to use you. I, I, I worked, I, it was Ephesians 1.18 that I quoted earlier. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. That you know the hope of the calling, of his calling. God's calling. And what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? God is perfect, all-powerful, all-knowing, full of glory. And yet, you guys, by the way, even though you don't realize it, maybe, you, you're saints in God's eyes. You're saints. You say, well, I don't do it. Well, I know you make mistakes, because we all do. But God calls you saints. And somehow, somehow, even the mistakes that we make, God can use them to his own glory. There's a, like a perfection in everything he does. When he makes the universe, man, I can't even conceive of it. He does stuff that are beyond our ability to understand. He doesn't really, really need us, does he? But yet he chose it. He chose to create a need within himself for us. How good that is. Isn't that amazing? He created. And so here he is, pure perfection. And we add something to the pie. There's something, there's, there's an ingredient that we provide that, that the, the horses and cows can't do it. And I like horses and cows, Karen, and dogs. <laughs> and cats and <laughs> there's something that we have that he wants and he wants to bring it out of us he wants to bring it out of us and we're afraid or, or we're, somebody has told us ever since we were little to do we just weren't that smart. I flunked out of school twice, once in high school and once in college. And after that, I spent the next four years getting straight A's. I just finally learned how to study. There's, there's things that God wants to do with us, and all we have to do is be willing. And if we're not willing, we're missing it. And in fact, see, God, he sound, it sounds like it's a, um, what is it, an option. It's not really an option. If, if we don't do what he shows us to do, we're going to miss it. And what he shows you, he's not showing me, because I, I can't do it. Pa pastor can't do it. Nobody can do it but you. Nobody. God created abilities inside you that are unique. Unique. And if you, if, if when you do it, when you, when you, and you, you might say, well, I didn't do it completely right. Yeah, your heart was right. God, see, God, God doesn't judge us based upon everything he, that, that others might see or, or, or hear. He sees us in the spirit and he says, don't judge anyone else in the natural. We, you know, even the disciples knew Jesus in the, in the natural. But he says, don't judge, you're not to judge anybody that way anymore been talking about the, the glory of God and, and you know that's a word we use we use lots of time church words and nobody else has any idea what we're talking about but glory is in, in the Old Testament was a, a Hebrew word kabad 
not COVID, carbon. And it means weight, weight like weight heavy. And it, it also means, could be weight of majesty, God's majesty, weight of uh, honor or splendor. It, it, it's, it's a weight. And in the New Testament, it's doxa. And it also implies date, but it, uh, weight, but it also implies opinion, the weight of opinion. So I'm out in the, in the parks. I'm going to get back to my story. <laughs> I'm out in the park talking to, to guys that are drinking, and by 10 o'clock, they're drunk. 12, they're, they're, they, they've rarely had it. And I'm out there, even in the winter, we'd shovel the snow off the benches, seriously. That was, that was what we did for the park. We would shovel the walkways, clear off the, the, the benches, and sit down and talk. Well, my check, even though I've studied it for years, is not deep. It's pretty simplistic. And I'm talking with these guys. I don't, you know, I don't know what to say to them. But God has given me a, an ability to relate to them. And so they're seeing me differently than other people. I'm seeing them differently. And that's what we need to do. We need to see each other as, as God sees us and, and, and evaluate. If we don't do that, we're going to miss it. Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all you need according to his riches. That's another word for glory. According to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. God does a, a lot of amazing things through us, and we think we're so unworthy. Well, you are. You are unworthy. My hand's stuck to this microphone. <laughs> Can you hear me? All right. You are, are you with me? Not, not against me? I tell you, this, this message is, is uh, coming out differently than I've ever heard it before, so that's good. Must, must, be, <laughs> must be the Holy Spirit. You know, there, there's a lot of commonality between... Uh, uh, the glory of God and faith. I, I didn't realize that. Um, faith is a substance, and glory is a substance, too. It has weight. It has value. So faith has sub, it's a Faith is a substance of, of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And by it, the, the elders obtained a good report. A good report. And that's what, that's what the weight is. It, it's an opinion. You, you have a, he, if you get a good report, that means people's opinion of you is good. And uh, in order to do that, let me, see, let me give you an example. Good report. Hold on. Stay with me. Good. Okay. A lot of times people don't read the Bible, especially if, they don't, if they're not born again, right? They're, they're not out reading the Bible. And uh, a lot of times they don't, the only Bible they see is you, right? You're the only Jesus they see. And we might know the Bible really well, but if we're not living it, then our report isn't really what it should be. Their opinion of God isn't what it should be. They, 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 they've, they've uh, yeah, they're seeing God wrong because we're demonstrating God wrong. I, I asked Pastor for permission to tell a joke, and I sense there's a need to wake some of you up. This is, you know, God is telling us to, be, to not evaluate based upon what we see and hear. Not, not that you don't, you totally disregard that. But don't rely upon that for the truth. The ultimate truth of something is something that you receive through the Holy Spirit in you. 
and there were two, now this is a joke, so there were two men that were really, really close friends, and they both agreed that if one of them died, the other would come to the funeral and sing Amazing Grace. And sadly enough, one of the men did die. His friend comes to the funeral, tries to come to the funeral, gets lost. And of course, he's a, he's a guy, so he doesn't ask for directions. He gets really lost. And he's totally lost. And all of a sudden, he, he sees some men throwing dirt into, the, uh, into a, a big hole. And, uh, and it's close to the graveyard, so this must be it. He goes, stop, stop, stop. Don't go further. My buddy is in there, and I've got to sing the Amazing Grace. And he had a violin, so. He's playing Amazing Grace like nobody. And he gets lost in it. And he's, he's, he's doing it for his friend. And after a half hour, he just stops and he puts the, puts the violin in the case and puts it under his arm and walks away. And the men look at each other and say, Did you see that? That was amazing. I have been putting in septic systems for 50 years, and I never saw anything like it. <laughs> That's a good joke, right? <laughs> See, you can't, you can't. <laughs> That's my favorite. I, I don't, actually, I don't have any others. <laughs> Jesus said when he was in the, the Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Rather, save me, Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose came I at this hour. Father, Father, glorify your name. We don't have to do what Jesus did. He did what we couldn't do. But you can do something that none of us can do. And it brings glory to God. Isn't that amazing? That we, because we know us, right? I, I'm very forgiving <laughs> towards myself. But I know what, you know, God has shown me. I got saved 40 years ago. He is showing me things that I've done and said 40 and 50 years ago. And they're pretty stinky. I, I, I honestly thought I was a good guy. If you ask me, I'm not a bad guy, but I, I thought I was a good guy. And, and God is showing me there's things that I said that just weren't right. Maybe I didn't mean it, you know. But they were really, really, really bad. And yet God still can use me. He forgave me. I didn't deserve it. I, I really hurt people. I did, you know, and I'm not, you know, everybody's looking at me. You did it too. We all did. And yet God is, is forgiving us. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 11, verse 3, Isaiah's writing this uh, 700 years before Jesus is born. So he's talking about the Messiah. And it says, Make him of a quick understanding in the reverence of the Lord. You know, in the King James, it says, In the fear of God. Can you imagine? I, I was going to leave that out because people might get upset with me that would Jesus have fear of God? No, of course not. But there was such a deep reverence that, that it says, make him of a quick understanding in the reverence of the Lord. He shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. So if, if it's good enough for the Messiah, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's certainly good enough for us not to judge each other in the flesh. It just isn't. And we, we, we all do it. We all do it. Even we're in the prayer team and say, well, we've got to talk about Miss Susie. 
and Billy Bob and, and how bad their, their lifestyle is. Focus on, on, on your own life and, and, and pray in the spirit. By the way, I said earlier we're going to be praying for people. If you come up and you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, it doesn't take a whole lot of time. If I, dadas are real quick, by the way, but they don't have to be dadas. I, I'm going to throw one more verse in here because I, I don't want to take time away from Arena, but I'm, uh, I'm going to a little bit. <laughs> uh, Isaiah 42, 18. It's, it, it says the same thing in the spirit. All right, put on your spiritual Holy Spirit caps. And it, if you don't read it in the spirit, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. It sounds really, really goofy. It's, it's God is, is uh, kind of putting out a job op application. He says, who is blind but my servant? Well, who wants a blind servant? No, no offense. You normally wouldn't seek someone that's blind for, to be your servant. And who... As the messenger, and who is uh, who is blind as my servant, or deaf as the messenger that I sent? Who is blind but he that is perfect, and blind is the Lord's servant? Isn't isn't that strange? I, I anybody, anybody think it's strange besides me? Two, three. Thank you, Dick. No, Dick. Strange, maybe. Oh, you got your hand up. Thank you. Thank you, Sue. Um, but it is, it does sound strange, but that's because God is, is looking for us to rely on our spirit man and not our natural man. Not, not that you, you, yes, you've got to use your eyes or you bump into people, you know, but he wants us to rely upon the Holy Spirit in us. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? which is in you, which is from God. What's it say? And you're not your own. We're not our own. Well, we'd like to be. We'd like to be. And we act like we are. It's getting quiet in here. Where's the amens? No. Who? We would like to be our, ourselves... But the fullness of yourself, the, the completeness of yourself, you're not going to be happy with yourself until you are not your own. You belong to Jesus. And, and the sooner you learn that, the better. Because, you, you know, you, you think, I'm my own man. I'm smart. I'm clever. And I can do all kinds of things. Well, yeah, you, you might be. But if you don't put yourself in the hands of God and realize that he is your destiny, he's your fullness, you're not your own. And when you do, then you're free. There's a fullness, there's a, there's a joy, there's a completion that you don't have in the natural. In, 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 in the, yeah, in the natural. You, you need the Holy Spirit. Because we need, we need time. Uh, this is the last one. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. John 14, 30 and 31. No, Rain, uh, check, check that. Romans 5.3. Romans 5.3, okay? We were talking earlier about how difficult times have, are becoming financially and in and, and, and lots of different ways. Things, we're, 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 we're going into dif difficult times and yet God takes difficult times that we face in the spirit 
and he changes them so that we come out better than ever before. I know when there were, I've said it before, I'm gonna say it quickly. There was a time when I was working in New York as a successful businessman for 12 years. And I had houses in three different states and, and just a lot of things. This is before Ren and I got married because when we got married, we lived on $7, $7 a day. She had to buy groceries for, for me and herself and Misha, our daughter. And before that, I was 700 a day was, was more like it. And yet, there was a time when I lost all that. That's when I lived in a shelter and I, and I didn't have the things that I had had for, for the first 15, 20 years of my life. And yet God gave me a compassion for people that he didn't have. And, and it was worth it. It was a small price to pay. We glory in tribulation. Well, I don't know too many people. Who glories in tribulation around here? Anybody? No. And yet that's what Paul is saying we do. We glory in tribulation for tribulation teaches us patience. Teaches us patience. We need to learn patience. We, Ren and I were trying to get here in time for the prayer meeting. We stopped at, at McDonald's to, to get a, what do we get? Something. Something. And they were late. And I wasn't happy. I don't, usually I don't care about stuff like that. But I got an attitude because they were making us late. Well, those are the kinds of things that God wants to erase out of our lifestyle. So to be patient for tribulation works patience and patience character. I'm not, I don't like he's a real character. No, good character. All right? Tribu tribulation and patience teaches char uh, character. And patience brings character and, and then character brings hope. And hope won't be denied. Hope won't be denied. Do I have it up here? Not only that, but we also glory in tribulation. Can we go further? Perseverance, character, and character brings hope. Hope won't be denied, for the, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. There might be a lot of things that... We, you feel you can't do, but you can love somebody. You can love somebody that needs to be loved. The love of God is shed abroad in your hearts through the Holy Spirit. And if you got Jesus in your heart, you got, you got the Holy Spirit in your heart. There is a depth. There's a baptism of the Holy Spirit that you can experience. And when you do, you'll know the difference. You'll know the difference. Just like when you got saved, when you got forgiven, you knew there was a difference. You knew that something changed in your life, and it will change in your life. If you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, this is your chance to do it. All right? So that's my part in this, but I want to hear the good part, and I want to invite my Irena up. She has been a blessing. Yes. Oh, we got time. Now we have to hurry up. <laughs> now you've got a half hour. Son of man came to save which was lost. Luke 19.10. And this is what God is all about. God wants to save the lives. Those who sit in the darkness. Bible says those who are sitting in the darkness, they will see a great light. And all of us were there. All of us were lost. So we can identify ourselves with people. They had problems with themselves and with others. We can identify ourselves. I've been ministering to women uh, all ages, the youngest, uh, the oldest. And I'm sorry to say, but some of them you can't help. They're so damaged and so broken. 
then the more you try to help them, the more they bite you. And it's the spirit behind it. We're not angry with the person. We're angry at the devil that destroy the lives thinking that you're standing against them. The enemy always use deception. Always. Always, always. He doesn't have anything new. So when you minister someone and uh, all of a sudden the people start to hearing uh, different things, you start to feeling the changes between you and the person, rest assured that the enemy is lying about you to them. Guess what? The enemy is going to come before God and lie about the person you minister to. So he can divide the friendships, so he can divide the relationships, and he loves to come in marriage also to divide, to destroy. That's his mission. But we're not talking about devil. He's defeated. He's right here. He's under our feet. Jesus is the winner, and we stand with him victorious. So we always fight the fight, not because you feel that way, but you fight the fight from the place of victory. That makes a difference. You don't try to just protect yourself. God will protect you. God is the one who's going to protect you. We just have to continually, constantly remind ourselves who we are in Christ. Understand who I am. If I know who I am, why would I try to protect myself? (laughs) Christ in me, the hope of glory. He's the one who is protecting me. Anyway, so... Tom is more focused on the, um, on the homeless people, but, you know, the same, probably same way that uh, I wasn't first uh, uh, involved in the Gypsy Church when Tom was starting. It took me about three months before I actually walk in because they were between Czech and, and Gypsies were uh, a lot of problems. And I want to make sure that I can love them enough to minister to them. Try to minister to somebody if you don't care about the person. It doesn't work. The same way, I want to make sure that if I'm walking into the room full of homeless people, they're all men. If I'm walking into the room full of homeless people, I want to make sure that my attitude is right towards them. I can even imagine to say, Jesus, love you, if I don't. <laughs> It wouldn't work. But this time, uh, I was picking up Tom. It's a very quick story. This time, I was picking up Tom, and he always have a food and, and coffee and, and a word of God. And so we always drag in the big bags, Some, sometimes do the haircut, sometimes bring a clothes for them. And I'm walking there, and there was a group of guys, uh, you know, I'm introducing myself and saying, so-and-so. And uh, I'm looking on the man, and says, uh, he looks uh, awfully familiar, but, you know, I wouldn't know him because I don't know the homeless people in the area that we're in. And as I was saying goodbye and leaving, the Holy Spirit suddenly showed me a picture of a person that I knew before when I was studying in a high school, which was 35 years ago. And the next meeting... I have met that same person, and it was a guy who studied to be a chef in the same class with me. I would not recognize him. I would not recognize him. He didn't recognize me. But his heart was so open to God, he got saved. In our own home, he got saved, and the power of God was all over him. He says, Rena, I always believed that there is God, but I wouldn't believe that he would love me. The opinion that we have about ourselves will make a difference the way you will walk with God. 
The opinion of God to you is always good. Always good. So we need to learn how to have opinion of ourselves the same way. Because that's how God is looking at us. Uh, Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. He has anointed you to preach the gospel of a good news. Not goose, but gospel of a news. Uh, bind up the brokenhearted. Proclaim to liberty to the captives. Open the prisons to those who are bound. Proclaim acceptable year and vengeance of our God. Comfort those who, are, who mourn. There are so many broken people. And um, sad to say, but they're in the churches. They're outside. They're inside. And the only answer is God. The only answer is the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to bring them to the place of healing and restoration. Most of the girls that I'm serving or ministering is... They've been abused, they've been raped, they've been uh, in their own homes, totally destroyed. And I can relate to that. I can relate to that. I know how they think. I know how they think. And so when God gives me opportunity, I'm not looking for them. God is bringing them. I'm not looking for them. God is bringing them. When you recognize that God is bringing somebody into your life, pay attention. The Holy Spirit wants to show you the area that you can minister to them. Whether it's emotional, whether it's a psychological or even physical, most of the times all of it is a spiritual. It's just the different parts of it. Love will cover a multitude of sins. Does that mean that I'm not, 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 I'm ignoring the sin? No. But God's love covered my sin and not exposed. God's love covered my sin and not exposed. God will never put you in shame. Never put you in shame. If it is, it's the other guy. To take stuff out and open and expose in. We working with God on this level. And then we work in our relationships this way. So I want to encourage you. I know we don't have much time. There's so much that it's happening. Uh, we minister in uh, eight different churches and four different denominations. Um, and uh, my father passed away in, in October, so we have my mother uh, with us, uh, living with us. Um, so pray for wisdom, and uh, it's not always the easiest thing. You can minister somewhere else, and your own home sometimes wouldn't do so well. Uh, but keep us in prayer, and uh, I believe that God is expanding us. You know what God always brings to my memory is when... God called Abraham to the ministry. He had to take him out of the tent to show him the stars. Because if he would be in the tent, he would not see them. He take him literally out of it. He says, just look. Look for the stars. Look for the opportunities that I'm showing you. Because I want to use you. There's a church here in States, <clears throat> and the pastor says, you know what? God spoke to me and says, treat every person as a leader. And their fruit are amazing. They're multiplying. They're bringing new people into the, into the church because all of us lead someone. Somebody says, if you, nobody's following you, you're just taking a walk. <laughs> but most of us are leading someone. If God gives you one person, be faithful. If he gives you ten, be faithful with ten. Because all of us are stewards of what God has put inside of us.
I believe when we pray for you today, things are going to change. Not because of us, but because of the anointing that flows. The anointing that flows is from God. So look to God, don't look to person. Amen? People will disappoint you. I'm sorry. But God will never disappoint you. Never, ever. That's why our focus is on God at all times. At difficult times, good times, bad times, it doesn't matter. We're pressing on and we're pressing forward. So be blessed. I, I believe that uh, we're going to have a time of, of praying. Um, <coughs> if you have a real needs, uh, God is here. The anointing is here. And uh, there are things that sometimes God will do supernaturally. But there are times that God wants to cooperate with us. Whether it's a healing whether it's a deliverance, whatever it is, there are times that God wants to cooperate. Our soul is the battlefield. Our spirit is born again, but our soul is the place where most of the battles happen. And so we need to be free, be released, whether it's a past, there are people in your life Maybe they're not, they're not there anymore, but in your mind, they're there. They need to be released. So you're not tormented. You're not put in the fear. So if you're here, we would like to pray for you, with you, and encourage you. Also, anybody feels led towards evangelistic work, it doesn't mean that you're an evangelist, but you have a heart to reach out. It's a, it's a ministry gift, I feel, that, that God has given us. Uh, of the men in the Bible club, there was 20 that showed up over the course of this, the spring. Half of them got born again, 10 of them. And of those that got born again, over half of them are going to church or Bible study. So something that God has put on my heart, if you had that on your heart too, I'd like to pray with you. Thank you for listening. We invite you to join us Sunday mornings to worship with us. We are located at 267 College Highway in Southwick, Massachusetts. For more information about Living Hope Church, visit us online at www.livinghopechurchag.org.